This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 96. Hey, pastors, glad to have you for this fourth installment of the Extraordinary Life series with Dave Bush. Today is commitment number four, and that is to decide to fail forward. Fail forward. You know what? You're going to fail. I failed. I'm going to fail. We're going to continue to fail. Because we know failure is part of life. Failure is part of living. You know, somebody said, don't, uh, don't walk, you might trip. Don't run, you might fall. Don't stand up, you might fall down. Don't live, you might die. You know, if we were so afraid of failure, we would never do anything. And the truth is, oh my goodness, there are some people who do very little because they're scared to death of failure. They don't want to step out because they think they're going to fail. They're going to look stupid. They're going to get laughed at or mocked or made fun of or thought less of. We all struggle with this to one degree or another. And the problem is the fewer things we try, the fewer things we succeed at. I remember way back in the day, almost 10 years ago, when Johnny Craig and I started our first podcast. And I remember telling him, We're going to be really bad at first. We're going to fail at episodes. We're not going to be very good. So let's get moving. Let's get all the bad stuff out of the way so we can get to some of the good stuff. And we did. We didn't do very well for the first few months. But the one thing we decided to do, well, actually, there was a four-part process. Number one, when we failed, we assessed the failure. And then we learned from the failure. Then we adjusted future behavior. And then we just kept going. Don't give up. So you assess, you learn, you adjust, and you keep on going. That's how you fail forward. And today, Dave Bush is going to talk to us about failing forward. Dave Bush, I can't believe you came back for a fifth day in a row. I'm having the time of my life. This is fun. <laughs> I'm excited. We're uh, we're narrowing it down to the uh, the last few commitments that lead to an extraordinary life. So I'm excited about this. So commitment number four: decide to fail forward. And is that is uh, accepting inevitable setbacks kind of the message of this chapter? Yeah, I, I think that that's part of it. Um, I think reframing and redefining what failure is. You know, I think that many people think of uh, failure as the opposite of success. In my perspective, failure is the bridge to success. It's not the opposite. Um, Failure is not trying at all, not challenging yourself, not doing anything. That to me is failure, failure to grow. Uh, If you're not growing, right? I mean, if you're still bragging about what you did five years ago, or if you're bragging about, you know, the success that you had, remember three years ago, Easter Sunday, remember the numbers we had on three? (laughs) If that's, if that's the focus, then, you know, you're not feeling your way forward and trying new things and trying new experiences to challenge yourself to do something um, that might have a risk of failure. And, and again, many people don't want to try new things. They don't want to take risks. They don't want to, you know, uh, embrace free fear, which fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. And so we oftentimes have this evidence that says, you know, Jeff, you can't do this. You're going to fail. And you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste a lot of money. You're going to waste a lot of energy. 
you've done that. You've tried this before. It's going to tell you all the things that you haven't been or that you have failed at in the past. And that's where most people are stuck. They're stuck because of fear of failure. And, you know, fear has killed a lot more dreams than failure ever will. And so if we can break through this fear of failure and we can redefine it as actually being the bridge to success, I'm not saying that you should dwell in failure and go, oh, this is fantastic. I've lost $10,000, you know, trying this new project or pursuing this new thing. Um, But it's a great teacher. And if you can look at your failures as lessons rather than as your identity, you're going to have a healthy relationship with growing through the failures And, you know, there's so many great examples of people who um, failed that led to their success, right? If they didn't fail, they would have never experienced the level of success that they had in their life. And that's the perspective that I'm challenging leaders to embrace is what is it that you need to fail at? And, you know, Jeff, for you and I, when we talked, I think that you had a healthy fear of doing something that you've done before. You know, I've done other things to try to get healthy and it didn't work and, you know, you started to think about the things, the identity that you were thinking about yourself and whether or not you could do it. You wanted to do it, but you also had this fear of, you know, what makes this different than anything else? And, you know, the challenge that I gave to you was to try it. What's the worst thing? You know, you can stay where you're at and feel the way that you're feeling, or you could fail your way forward and prove to you that this program isn't any different. I mean, that's the worst case scenario, but you were willing to embrace it and to accept fear uh, and accept failure as a potential risk. And lo and behold, you know, you're seeing the success and the fruits of your labor and overcoming that fear. Dave, you had a paragraph in your book that I wanted to read because I thought, I thought it was so spot on. You wrote, there are days when staying motivated is hard for even the best extraordinary life cliff climbers. Most of us require the assistance and support of others. There are times when we don't feel like tackling a new dream or staying persistent with an old one that has not come true yet. Motivation comes and goes. In fact, motivation comes quickly and leaves even more unexpectedly than it arrived. We hear a song that motivates us to do something special, and an hour later, we forget what it was that moved us. We attend a seminar and get energized entirely to make a change in our life, taking copious notes on all the changes we're going to make. The next day, we can't even find our notes. I thought, isn't that true? I think every pastor has, I mean, we've all been to seminars, we've all been to conferences, and you get your seminar notebook, your conference notebook, and you take notes, and you hear somebody speaking, and God begins you know, to stir in your heart. Or you just get these warm fuzzies and these feelings, you know, because you're in a successful environment with a lot of people. And then we go back to our homes and we're no longer in a successful environment. We're no longer with other people. And we accept, you know, where we're at. And we go, we slide right back down into uh, the lazy river is uh, something like what you say in the book. And And so what we're trying to do through Extraordinary Life Group is to get pastors together who can be there for each other when the inevitable setback comes. And whenever you try to do something, you're going to fail in some way. And like you said, failure is just that stepping stone to the way that's actually going to work, the way that you're actually going to succeed. 
G- give me an example, Dave, one example of a failure, one of your failures that actually uh, propelled you forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the failures I had was, you know, going after uh, the dream of playing professional football. You know, I had a dream of playing in the NFL and uh, I wasn't highly recruited out of high school. And I took a chance and went to a junior college. I could have failed there, but I was willing to step out. You know, only 5% of high school athletes go on to play collegiate athletics. And so I was willing to take a 95% chance of failure, (laughs) you know, where I would not maybe be successful in in college athletics, but I was able to do that. And then I was able to get a scholarship, um, even though I didn't uh, get a lot of people that were calling my name to come invite me to play football under a full scholarship, but I did get a scholarship. And so I pursued that option. And then after I got done playing football, there was no professional football teams that were inviting me to come play for their team. And I had a full scholarship to get my master's degree and to become a graduate assistant at the college, which was a very safe and very good option. But I knew that if I didn't go chase this dream of mine, I'd have regrets. And I may have a master's degree, but I'd have regrets to go with it. And Mm. that was a price that I wasn't willing to pay. And so I was willing to take a chance on myself to go fulfill my dream. And I failed. I failed getting to the NFL. But had I not followed my dream and been willing to fail, I never would have played arena football with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, he never would have gone on to do half of what he did. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and this is a, a story I didn't share in detail in the book, but, um, you know, Kurt and I, um, he came to a Bible study at my house and we got, we actually got, I, I wasn't the leader of the Bible study. I was just the guy that was willing to host it. And mm-hmm. we got baptized together at Gray's Lake in Des Moines, Iowa. And oh, wow. I don't take credit for his salvation. However, I think that God put us together and put me in that situation to have an impact. And I don't know what my story did to impact his story and what his story did to impact my story. I just know that if I wasn't willing to go fail, a lot of that stuff wouldn't have happened. And because of that experience, Jeff, because of the relationship and pursuing my dream and then being right next to somebody or right in front of somebody whose dream blossomed into something even bigger. Um, you know, it made me more confident. It gave me the evidence that demanded a different verdict about failure. And some people have a verdict on failure that has already been, it's an open and shut case. I'm not going to fail anymore. I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to play it comfortable. And I am confident those people are going to have regrets or they already have regrets and they're not living the extraordinary life that they could. They may be living a good life. I mean, in America, it's good, right? I mean, you go out there to some of the third world third world countries, we have an extraordinary life in comparison to theirs based upon our wealth and um, availability for fresh water and things of that nature. But when it comes down to living to the fullest with the talents that we've been given, the gifts and the resources. Are we truly living extraordinary lives? That's the question each of us has to answer. Very good. Tomorrow, Dave, what is commitment number five? We're going to be talking about um, having the perspective of a coach. You know, expanding your perspective is the the fifth 
commitment, and we're going to talk about the power of perspective and how a third-party perspective of a coach or a mentor or okay, uh, uh, uh. Don't, don't, don't oh. tell, don't give it away, don't give it away. It's all free here today. <laughs> there you go. We're done, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. <laughs>